It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. The 2019-2020 season is finally upon us. After what felt like an eternity of an offseason that saw a lot of change for the Indy Fuel, it's finally time to lace up the skates and play games that matter. The Fuel opening the season this weekend as they head to Kansas to take on the Wichita Thunder in Friday's opener in Wichita. And then Saturday, they'll travel down to Independence to take on the Kansas City Mavericks before returning home for the week. And then next weekend, they're in Wheeling for a pair of games Saturday and Sunday before finally coming to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum, October 25th and 26th, opening weekend against the Cincinnati Cyclones. 7.35 p.m., the puck drops on Friday the 25th and 6.05 p.m. on Saturday the 26th of October. And again, get your Moe's Family 4-pack for both opening weekend games. That includes four silver level tickets, four $5 gift cards to Moe's Southwest Grill, and an autographed fuel puck. That's $125 value for just $64. It's available for both games on opening weekend, the 25th and the 26th. Head on over to IndyFuelHockey.com to reserve yours today. We also have full season, half season flex packs, and six game mini packs on sale. On Friday the 25th, the first 2,500 fans will receive a Doug Christensen bobblehead. It's also a do 317 night with $3 beer and soda, $1 hot dogs, and $7 t-shirts on sale. We'll also have a special guest and post-game autographs with a few old players. The following night, October 26th, the 6.05 p.m. face-off against the Cincinnati Cyclones. We'll have a pregame fan fest out in front of the Indiana Farmers Coliseum beginning at 3.30 p.m. Ahead of, again, that 6.05 face-off that's a new start time for Saturday games this season. Last week, the Fuel tuned up for the regular season with a pair of preseason games against the Cincinnati Cyclones. On Friday night, the Fuel won 3-1 to at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum with Charles Williams making 28 saves in the Fuel net. Alex Brooks and Nathan Knoll had a pair of assists each. Carl Elmer, Graham Knott, and Spencer Watson all with the goals all coming in the third period as it was a goaltender's duel. Here are some of the highlights. Now Noel back to Brooks, center point. Over to the right wing circle. Stepping, shooting, and scoring for the fuel is Spencer Watson. Spencer Watson steps in and one at the bottom of the right wing circle. He scores just as the penalty was expiring. And the fuel take a one to nothing lead. They'll send it back to the Cincinnati line where Brennan Warren has it. Drops it for Texier at left point. His shot through a screen scores! It was deflected on the way in. The fuel lead it two to nothing. Keone Texiera from the left point fired a wrist shot. It changed directions on the way. Back to the point where Theo Calvis' shot is blocked wide by Alex Brooks. Fuel played to the Cincinnati line. Elmir, two on one into the right wing circle. He shoots and scores. Carl Elmir gets that goal back for the fuel. It's three to one. And one as the puck comes to the near boards. There's the horn, the Indy fuel. Victorious in their first preseason game. Three to one over the Cincinnati Cyclones. All of the fuel players pour off the bench to congratulate goaltender Charles Williams. Those are the highlights from Friday's three to one victory. On Saturday, Carl Elmer scored his second goal of the preseason in a 4-1 to loss at U.S. Bank Arena. And again, you had two completely different lineups for both teams playing each night. 
got a chance to evaluate a lot of players, put in some new things, and in a lot of cases, just shake off the rust. Really liked what we saw from the Fuel last week, and this looks like it's going to be a very deep team, a very fast team, and one that's uh, really hungry. And it's an interesting roster makeup. The Fuel have seven players who played with head coach Doug Christensen in Manchester last season. Seven players on American Hockey League deals. Liam Coughlin, Jack Ramsey was just assigned from Rockford earlier this week. Dmitry Osipov, Josh McArdle, Jake Rizek, and Jack Ramsey. Those four guys all on American Hockey League contracts as fueled defensemen. Also, Liam Coughlin up front and uh, Matthew Thompson and goaltender Chase Marchand. Two players on National Hockey League deals with the Blackhawks as well. Nathan Knoll and Graham Knott. Knott had a goal on Friday night. Ten players on the roster who played with the Fuel a year ago, including veteran Matt Rupert and Spencer Watson, who also counts as a guy who played for Manchester last year. He started the year with Manchester, had 50 points in 50 games for the Monarchs, then was traded to the Chicago Blackhawks at the trade deadline, assigned to the Fuel. Got a split time between the Fuel and Rockford at the end of last season, played a handful of games, and then signed an ECHL deal with the Fuel in the offseason. He was impressive last weekend as well. Matthew Thompson, Josh McArdle, Sam Tebow, Alex Brooks, the all-star, Dimitri Osipov, all of those guys among those who have worn the Indy Fuel sweater before. Two veterans on the roster, Matt Rupert, the fourth-year Indy Fuel skater, and Alex Krushelniski, the second-generation forward, the son of longtime NHL star Mike Krushelniski. And so, it's a pretty solid roster, as mentioned. Very deep. A lot of guys that were either 20-goal scorers or had 20-goal potential, as we mentioned. A lot of players on American Hockey League and National Hockey League contracts. Also, something else that you notice is a lot of players who have played in the American Hockey League, and that's something head coach Doug Christensen really takes a lot of pride in, is getting players experience and getting them ready in the ECHL to win at this level, but also earn themselves spots at the next level in the American Hockey League and the National Hockey League. So it's a really exciting time as we get ready for another season. And again, the fuel on the road this weekend in Wichita, in Kansas City, on the road next weekend and wheeling for a pair of games. And our first broadcast on IndieFuelHockey.com slash radio will be those two opening weekend games at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum on the 25th and 26th of October as the Fuel take on the Cincinnati Cyclones. All 36 home games will be available on our audio stream at IndieFuelHockey.com slash radio and all 72 games on ECHL.TV. And you can get your packages now at ECHL.TV. Head on over and get into the game and never miss the action. As we get ready for the 2019-2020 regular season, the Fuel had the opportunity to meet the media on Monday with our annual media day. And so we had the chance to talk to head coach Doug Christensen and a number of players as they met the media. And we will be relaying those conversations with you here on this edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. We're going to start with head coach Doug Christensen as he talked with the local press about a number of topics. Here is Doug Christensen on Media Day. I really like our speed. I really like the way that we get up and down the ice. I think that the way the game's played now is 
with pace, getting on top of teams, taking advantage in transition. And from a fan point of view, you're going to see a team that's hungry for pucks, uh, wanting to create offense off of the rush, and hopefully being overwhelming that way and creating a lot of scoring chances for each other and working our way back in the defensive zone and getting out of it as quick as we can. What's the biggest challenge in bringing a, a, what's essentially a new group of guys together like this and kind of initially trying to figure out an identity of a team? You've been in this position times before, but trying to figure this out early on. Well, I think a lot of it is them getting to know each other. I think a lot of that is not just on the ice, it's off the ice too. Uh, feeling comfortable communicating with each other because on the ice things happen quickly. And if they don't have that comfort, they aren't communicating, it's going to take a lot longer to get adjusted. And then obviously for me, it's about explaining our systems and doing it in a way that guys are going to be able to take it in without overloading them. And, you know, we're going to be basically be putting things in over the course of three weeks. We have a light game load. We've got, uh, obviously, we had uh, two preseason games. we got two this weekend and two the following weekend. So we're going to treat this three-week segment as training camp, put a lot in, uh, but at the same time not put all, in, all of it in at once. You've got some guys you've coached before as that made the transition everybody just a little easier that there's some familiarity at least with, with some of this group? I think so, but we also are doing a lot of different things. Uh, you know, Last year we were involved with LA, this year it was Chicago, so using a lot of their systems and structures, so that's a change for those players. It's a change for us as a staff, but that's what's exciting. That's what's new, and obviously having the guys who come down from Rockford and Chicago, they're the ones who are helping to teach. So there's obviously familiarity with some of the guys that I had last year, but there's a familiarity for the players from Rockford and Chicago coming from camp earlier this fall. How much of this as a coach for you is kind of the challenge of trying to figure out what the parent club wants versus what maybe you know works for your team here? I think it's a blend. I think that you can do more than one thing. I think you can defend, uh, you can develop players and win. And so that's what we really want to be doing. We want to make sure that we're giving the players every resource they possibly can to have success, not just at this level, but at the levels that they're aspiring to. And uh, for me as a coach, we want to make sure that we're putting together an ethos that, listen, if we're winning, good things are going to happen for everybody. So let's make sure we pay attention to that. Let's focus on that. And let's make sure that we're putting the work in in practice to develop as a person and as a player. Yeah. Go for it, guys. Yeah. What did you take out of the two preseason games and what you've seen out of the first week or so of camp? Loved our work. Uh, I thought both nights uh, the better team won. I thought, uh, you know, it's not so much about winning and losing in the preseason. I thought we got a really good evaluation on a lot of players, which is what we wanted. I think that it showed some, some weaknesses, which I think for us is great in terms of teaching and video. And now for us, it's a matter of taking those lessons and applying them this weekend when the games really count. How much, you mentioned uh, earlier, how much early in the season is just building chemistry and allowing guys to get familiar with each other? I think it's a big part of it. I think that, you know, people forget these guys aren't robots. They're people. And they're going to call home and tell their mom or their girlfriend or their wife how practice was, how they're uh, enjoying Indy and, and everything. I mean, you forget that, you know, these guys are from all over. They're from different countries. And just finding a grocery store is, is, a, is a change of pace. So we want to make sure that they're comfortable off the ice and that the things that we're doing on the ice they're able to grasp but really have that ethos of we want to be competitive, we want to be fast. And as we put, put systems in and structures in for them to be able to execute it and really use that as a framework for success. The first four games being on the road, does that give your guys an opportunity to really spend some time together bonding as a team? Very few things bring a team together than a bus trip, uh, you know, especially when it's to Wheeling, West Virginia, and Wichita, Kansas, and Kansas City. So uh, they'll get together quickly. Um, I like it that we're starting on the road early. Um, you know, hopefully we can have some success, have some road wins, and uh, and come back here to hopefully a couple great crowds at the end of the month and uh, really build from there. When you do get home, 
what will the fans notice that may or may not be different about this team? Well, it's hard for me to say exactly in terms of last year to this year, but what I want them to notice is how we compete and how fast we are. I want that this is a younger team. You know, our average age is considerably younger than last year. Uh, the workouts the guys are putting in, as you can hear in the background, um, we wanted guys who aren't just content to be at this level. We want guys who want to get to the National Hockey League. We want those younger, hungrier guys um, because I believe that those guys, every single practice, are going to get better. I mean, there's still guys out there now uh, after practice. And so when fans come in, that's what I want them to see. I want them to see a young, hungry, competitive team. Is that by design that you're younger, or is that just the way it worked out? It's by design. It's by design. I thought last year's team here was a little bit older. Um, that doesn't mean that veteran players don't help because they certainly do. Um, but we wanted to get... Uh, I think the game has changed over the course of the, the last five, six years. Now everything is pace. And, you know, let's be honest, younger guys have younger legs, and they can play at pace, and they can put guys under pressure. And, you know, I thought some of the scoring chances we had in Cincinnati weren't because our, we were good. It was just because we were fast. And uh, that had nothing to do with coaching. That just had everything to do with our guy who was faster than theirs and, and create a scoring chance. So I'm optimistic that will be a trend. With a young team, you got some guys at this level for the first time. How do you kind of tell them to just – you got to chill out a little bit now because you still got to do this in February and March and April to get to the end of this. I mean, it's a great question. Obviously, we've got guys in there who've uh, – we've got one guy who's won back-to-back -back national championships in college. We've got uh, other guys who lost to him in the Frozen Four. And um, so we've got a lot of guys who played, you know, 30, 40 games. Well, you're going to have 30, 40 games in the new year. Um, you're going to get to halfway point of the season. So for me, it's about uh, them understanding how to take care of their bodies, how to rest – um, and also as a coaching staff, not overloading them. And, you know, we want to make sure that, yeah, early in the season, we're going to put our work in and we're going to have hard practices and we're not going to apologize for that. But we also want to make sure that I think rest is a weapon. And so we're going to give them off these. We're going to allow them to, you know, I mean, this sounds ridiculous, but go get a haircut and sleep in. You know, things like that, you know, during the season, you don't even know what day it is. You just know I'm either practicing or I'm playing and that's it. So we want to make sure that we give the guys enough rest so that they can bring it. And then at the same time, educating them on, okay, this is how you can take care of your body. This is how you have to hydrate. And this is how you have to rest. You mentioned uh, going from uh, Los Angeles to how Chicago wants to do things. How much of a change has that been for you? It's been a little bit of a change. The diesel uh, system, I would say, is the, the biggest. Um, but I think for us, obviously, as a coaching staff, um, you know, it's different than football where you have so many different iterations. Uh, there's a lot less in hockey. So it's it's things that we've been able to do. Uh, Andy ran it last year, so that was great. Uh, my assistant coach, Andy Contois, who came in and has done a fantastic job. And so that helps. Um, and then at the same time, uh, being able to blend it a little bit because we want to, you obviously aren't going to just do one thing all the time. You're going to have to mix it up. So having the familiarity with LA stuff, obviously now having uh, Chicago systems, I think can only give us... Uh, a different weaponry on different nights when we need it. How difficult does it mean for you and your staff? I mean, rosters at this level are constantly changing and in flux. How does that affect you? Lack of sleep. <laughs> uh, that's the biggest answer is you don't have a choice on Friday and Saturday night. you got to put together the team. Um, and so I, I often equate it to your seafood restaurant. And you've got this fantastic reputation of a great seafood restaurant, special occasions. And your thing is that you're only going to cook what comes off the boat that day? Well, you got to adjust every day. So some days it's clam, some days it's salmon. You have no idea, and that's sometimes the way it is. You know, uh, the parent club could have two injuries, and all of a sudden now we lose two players that were going to be our key guys in the power play. Well, 
someone's got to step up. So, uh, yeah, you lose a little bit of sleep, but at the end of the day, uh, it's the nature of where we're at, and we need to make sure we do as best as we possibly can with what we have. So far, your impressions of the organization, uh, ownership, uh, facilities, how does this compare to where uh, you've been before? It's outstanding. Um, you know, I said when I did my interview that I thought that India was a sleeping giant. Um, I'm from Milwaukee, so Indianapolis in terms of a city, Big Ten country, similar city to Milwaukee. Uh, so it's great for me to be, you know, be back uh, in the Midwest. But I think that it's also a situation for us where it's a major league city. So the players are going to enjoy their time here. Obviously, fantastic building, great fan support. And, you know, um, Mr. Hallett's done a fantastic job of giving us the resources, you know, adding a weight room, doing things like that, that give the players that extra edge, give that players that professionalism that hopefully uh, they can take advantage of. You build a team from the net out. Obviously, you brought in uh, Charles Williams. You've got a good stable of goaltenders. Your defensive group is a bunch of guys with a lot of experience at this level, even though they're still fairly young. How important is it to have those guys on the blue line that have the amount of experience they have? I think it's huge. I think that, you know, obviously you transition to offense from your defense. And if you're hemmed in in your zone, uh, you spend a lot of time chasing the puck. And we obviously, as we've talked about, want to be a team that gets after teams, gets on top of them. And so for me, uh, having a decor that can not only take charge during a game, but can also lend a little bit of advice to some of the younger players when they're coming through in terms of, you know, hey, this is what we're doing on a faceoff. This is where you should be in the neutral zone. Uh, really helps. And, and obviously, they're really, really good people and they're committed athletes. And uh, that's a fun part as a coach to be able to try to help those guys get even better than they are. And your forwards, you've got a lot of guys that have either scored 20 goals or scored on a 20 goal pace at this level. How important is it to have that kind of depth? I don't think you can ever have enough scoring, um, especially at this level. You're going to lose guys so often to the American League. And so for me, I want to make sure that uh, we we can hurt you in different ways. And we've got a number of guys. If you want to shut down one line, okay, well, we'll throw someone else at you. And I think that depth is a key component um, in a season like ours where you might lose two, three guys to the American League in a week. Well, you need to make sure you've got guys ready to be able to step into those roles uh, who have the competency and ability to do it. And that was Indy Fuel head coach Doug Christensen on the Fuel's Media Day. One of the players that will be gracing the Fuel roster this season is one of a handful of familiar faces, both for Coach Christensen and for Indy hockey fans. There are three players on the roster who play junior hockey here in Indianapolis with the Indiana Ice, won a championship in 2014 and played last season for the Manchester Monarchs. Joe Sullivan and Tim Shoup, who we have featured on this podcast already, a third signed last week. He was an ECHL All-Star two seasons ago. Sam Kirk, former second-round pick of the St. Louis Blues, and he signed a deal with the Fuel, as we mentioned, just last week, just joined the team, and he's really excited about being back in Indy. Here is Sam Kirker on Under the Hood. Um, yes, I think development comes with, with winning. Uh, last year, playing with Manchester and Coach Christian Sumi, we came up a little bit short, and I think we have a good group of guys here, and I think uh, the best way to develop is, is by winning hockey games and being put in the right situations. Uh, we have a team here to do it, and I think it also makes it easier, easier to develop when you have the level of skill that our team does. and practice every day you're practicing against some good players so that makes you better every day uh, forgive me is this your first year here in indy yes it is my first year in indy uh, what are your uh, anticipations maybe what you've heard about this team this venue uh the fan base things like that 
Well, I actually played here in the USHL uh, for the Indianapolis Ice. Uh, we actually we won the Clark Cup here, and we had a great time. So I have nothing but great memories of the city. Uh, I have some family that lives here, and um, I'm really excited to be back. I was actually out here for the first time uh, in the Coliseum in the All-Star game uh, two years back. Uh, great fans, great building. Uh, I'm really excited to get started here. What are some of the expectations for the year? I think we expect to, to do well this year. Um, our, our goals are set and they're pretty clear. Um, we want we want to win the whole thing, and uh, we're, we have a group of guys in there, some good leaders, some older leaders, and uh, we're willing to put in the work to, to do what we need to do. Is Steve is capable of doing that? I think we have a great team, and I think uh, the right guidance and, and, and uh, right work ethic, and like we said, work on development. I think uh, we, we definitely have the pieces to the puzzle. Sam, what is it like for you to not just come to a city you've played in before, but also play uh, with Coach Doug again uh, this year? It's good. Uh, Coach Doug and I have we have, we have great chemistry together. Um, he's a pretty simple guy. If, if you show up to work and, and do what he asks of you, um, he'll, he'll respect it. And I think that's what you look for in a coach. Um, exciting too. We have a bunch of players here from Manchester last year, so we all we all gel well together. Um, so no, I'm excited to be back with Coach. And like I said, we. A couple of us feel like we have some unfinished business, um, so we're excited to get started again. And that was Indy Fuel forward Sam Kirker on the Fuel's Media Day earlier this week. Another new face is Jack Jenkins. He grew up near Chicago, played his college hockey at Notre Dame just up the road, and he's essentially a hometown guy as he's a Notre Dame fighting Irish guy as well as a Chicago player getting the opportunity to play just down the road here in Indianapolis and start his career with the Indy Fuel. Here is Jack Jenkins meeting the media on Media Day. Um, I've been in Indiana the last uh, four years, but uh, hey, I'm a Midwestern guy. I'm from Chicago, so I'm used to it and uh, can't, get, uh, can't wait to get the season started. What did you, kind of the guys that are new here, what did you take away from this first preseason weekend? What do you like out of this team? Um, I like our compete. I like our speed. Um, obviously, preseason hockey is going to be uh, a little sluggish at times, but I think uh, we competed hard both games, and I think there's a lot of promise to our team. Coach talked about pace with this team. Matt talked about a lot of energy with this team. You kind of agree that this is there's going to be a lot of go out of this group early on. Yeah, um, especially like up front, we got a lot of speed with our forwards, and I think we can uh, pressure teams and uh, make it be hard to play against. And uh, I think if we do that night in, night out, we're going to be really successful. What have you noticed is the biggest adjustment going from the college level to uh, playing in the pros through two preseason games? Um, I think, uh, you know, things happen a little faster, and I think guys are a little bigger and you know, a little more developed. Uh, you know, college, uh, I guess college is a little older game now with juniors and everyone uh, staying late, but it's even older now and people are stronger, people are faster, so it's a little bit of adjustment, but, uh, you know, that'll happen uh, as time gets going. How good has it been for you to grow up in the Chicago area, be able to go to school a little bit down the road, but also start your pro hockey career uh, not too far from home? It's nice. I think it's uh, especially nice for my parents. Um, you know, everywhere I've gone, I've kind of been uh, close to the vicinity of home. So, and that's nice. And I think uh, just being in the Midwest, everything's pretty similar. So it's been easy to adjust and adapt. So, uh, you know, I'm not complaining. Is that kind of a message for this team in this first week or so? This is a group that comes from a lot of different places, a lot of guys at a lot of different levels. So how does this kind of come together early on, you think? Um, I think it's just a lot of communication. Uh, yeah, people come from juniors, college, overseas, uh, different types of personalities. But I think we just communicate. We have a good group of guys here, and uh, I think we'll just be fun. And that's the rookie out of Notre Dame, Jack Jenkins, from the Fuels Media Day. Our final guest 
from the Media Day festivities is Matthew Thompson. Matthew had a great year for the Fuel a year ago and signed an American Hockey League deal with the Rockford Ice Hogs this offseason. And he is back in the lineup, back with the Indy Fuel this year for his second full professional season. And he offered a lot of perspective on being a returning player with a whole cast of new characters as well as new coaching staff and seeing what's the same, what's similar, and also taking a look at what's different with this Indy Fuel team. Here is Matthew Thompson from Media Day. Yeah, it's early. Uh, very tight-knit group already, though. Everybody's bonding really well. The room's loud. Um, apartments are crazy. Everybody's, everyone's getting along well. Um, on the ice, extremely fast, extremely skilled team. Um, Doug's been preaching to play a very high-paced, quick-tempo game, and I think it benefits a lot of players on our team. Um, early on, good, but not going to be complacent yet. We haven't even played a regular season game, so we're excited to get after it, and uh, this weekend should be good. With a young group comes an energy often. Yes. Comes with that. You get a sense that that's going to be the case early on. You got, you got a lot of yeah. high motors in this group. Yeah, we do for sure. Um you know, I think it starts from the top, honestly. Like, Doug and Andy, they're both very, very energetic, very vocal, um, grab the attention of the room very well, and it kind of trickles down, like you said, younger group. Um, everybody's trying to get up to the next level. We had a lot of guys at AHL camps, so everybody's coming to the rink ready to work to get to where, where they want to be, whether that's here, uh, win a Kelly Cup, or move up for their personal gain. So, yeah, definitely a high-energy team right now. You guys have, those of you returning, have a little bit of unfinished business from last year. I know Sam Kirker said the same thing for a lot of the guys who play for Manchester. There are yeah. a lot of hunger kind of coming into the year to really build off of what you did in your respective places last season. Yeah, I think, you know, I don't think it matters which ECHL team you played for last year, unless it was Newfoundland, realistically. Everybody should be coming into the season with a chip on their shoulder. Um, we're all competitive. That's that's why we've made it to this level. So anytime you don't you don't get to make the playoffs or succeed in the playoffs and ultimately win the Kelly Cup, yeah, I think it leaves a bad taste in your mouth for the for the summer and in our case it was a very long summer. So um, yeah, we're we're antsy to get after it and it should be good. What have been your impressions of this team so far? Uh, like I said earlier, we're fast, we're young, uh, we're fast, high energy, um, a lot of skill. And coaches have been preaching quick transitions, get the puck, go, um, kind of take it to teams rather than sit back and, and absorb wave after wave. So I think we've been trying to translate that a lot lately. Um, and yeah, I mean, we're big and solid on the back end good goalies so I don't know it's exciting. You've got yeah. some guys for whom this is going to be their first 70 plus game season. For you guys that have done this how do you tell the youngsters like hey take it easy, not easy now, <laughs> take it easier now to be able to yeah. get some games 50, 60, 70. Yeah I mean I went through it last year as a rookie coming out of college um, you kind of like you can say everything you want but you kind of don't fully understand it until you actually go through it. Like everybody's body is going to react differently to three and threes everybody's gonna react you know in different ways so i guess we can kind of just mentor or preach the 
the habits, the eating habits, the sleep when you get a chance to sleep, um, when you're working out, take care of your body afterwards, massages, all that kind of stuff. That's kind of the only real thing I guess we can can tell them because as once once the puck drops, everybody's going to be going as hard as they can the whole time, hopefully. So, so yeah, I'd probably say so that. Was there a point in last season where you kind of realized, okay, this is this is more that this is just more? Yeah, yeah, it's. Um, it's a lot. It's a long season. It's a grind. Um, I can't pick out one specific point, but I'm sure I'll have those points again this year. Um, it's just inevitable with, with the season, with the travel and all that. So, yeah, they happen, but you kind of just have to roll with them. The finish you had the last season individually, how much is that something that you can build off of going into the off season? Um, it was good. Um, it's kind of how I, I always want to play, really, so it kind of... Um, I guess gives me confidence going into this year, but with that comes the expectation of that again this year, right? So I put that upon myself. Um, I know my teammates, my coaches, everything's going to expect those kind of efforts, those, that kind of production, all that. So it's it's nice, but I have to do it or, or improve upon it this year. So, yeah, I guess that's, that's kind of my mindset with that going in. First time you hit the ice with this new coaching staff. Yes. Was there anything that you noticed that wow, this is different? He's he just that like I said earlier, the energy he brings um, from top down. You can't. It's, it makes it contagious. Um, he grabs the attention of the room as soon as he walks in every time. Um, on the ice, loud, gets drills going, and we just bang them out, bang, 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 bang. Everything's very high energy, very fast, very go, go, go. And um, his his practices have a lot of compete, a lot of battles, a lot of uh, one-on-ones, two-on-two, stuff like that, which I think are very important in, in our game because a lot of people kind of overlook the small area battles or the corner battles and whatnot, blue lines, whatever the case may be, and those ultimately end up winning or losing games so I think it's it's definitely going to pay off and uh and yeah I think it's it's positive that's any fuel forward Matthew Thompson from our media day earlier this week glad to share these conversations with you as you hear our players and coaches chatting with myself but also a number of other reporters secure your tickets for opening weekend october 25th and 26th now 7 35 p.m face off on the 25th against the cincinnati cyclones 605 p.m on saturday the 26th the first two of 36 exciting home games for the indy fuel I am the broadcast voice of the fuel, Andrew Smith. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndyFuelHockey.com.